in today's show. I got myself around the people that were the best in that industry. I mean, my mentors do some of the greatest documentaries out there, and I got to learn from them because I went into business with them. You look at Kevin Harrington. He's taken 22 companies to over 100 million. One of those I was a part of, and we have other ones we're on the process of building. I found them. These are the people I want to be in business with. These are the people I want to be like. I helped them make money. I had, I literally have wrote, written down every year. I write down 10 names. I write the names down. I think about how can I help these people achieve massive success? How can I help them make money? In return, they're going to help me. And so for somebody starting out, who do you want to be like? Who's already achieved it? Find a way to help that person. Ultimately, how can you get into business with them? Because they're going to help take you to the front of the line much quicker, much easier. They're going to take you under their wing and they're going to help you get there further. In today's ultra competitive business world, being a successful entrepreneur or business owner can be very challenging. Fortunately, contemporary times have blessed us with resources for tackling those challenges and getting us to success more quickly than we could have imagined. Welcome to the Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs grow incredible companies. This podcast looks at the five keys to unlocking success as an entrepreneur. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason's mission is to use his gifts of teaching and leadership to help others get the results they want out of life. Join Jason every week and learn the keys to grow a truly successful business. Welcome back to the show. This is The Real Jason Duncan. I'm so happy that you're here today because I've got a great guest. Going to have a great conversation. We're going to talk about and talk with Brandon T. Adams. Brandon T. Adams is an Emmy award-winning producer and host of the TV series Success in Your City. He's a video marketing expert. He's an advisor who's helped multiple companies raise millions of dollars. He's a crowdfunding expert. He's business partners with people like Kevin Harrington from the Shark Tank. Uh, he's worked with Jeff Hoffman, who is the founder of Priceline.com. He is a really amazing dude who's got a great story about how he surrounds himself with the right people. You're going to hear him talk about how he did, went from selling ice to winning Emmys and everything in between and how his definition of success revolves around living his purpose and being the best version of himself and how he does that through having confidence and persistence. So tune in, make sure you're listening. And if you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe to the root of all, uh, the root of all success and leave a review for us. So without any further ado, let me introduce you to Brandon T. Adams. Brandon, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to talk to you today. I'm excited to be on the show, Jason. We're going to have some fun. Well, one of the cool things, we were talking about this pre-show, one of the cool things about doing a podcast is I get to meet some of the coolest people from around the world that I never would have had the opportunity to meet. I mean, I don't know 
any Emmy award winning people. I don't like you got them behind you on the, for those of you not watching this video, you're only listening to in your car. You're missing the four Emmys that he's got on the shelf behind him. And if I had Emmys, they would be on the shelf behind him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I don't have any, but, but this is the cool part about doing the show. And so your people reach out to my people and it's like, Hey, now we're doing a show. We get to meet. So you're coming to us from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, originally from Iowa. So um, how in the world Iowa to St. Petersburg. I got to know that story. Like what? I, I mean, it might sound obvious to most of us go. Yeah, for sure. I'd move out of Iowa to, <laughs> to Florida, but why'd you go to Iowa? I mean, uh, from Iowa to St. Petersburg. Yeah. So I still love my home state of Iowa. I go back. I, my parents have Timberland there and I'll go formal and shoot guns. I mean, I grew up in the sticks, man, but um, why did I come to Florida? A few reasons to be really straight. One, you don't pay any state taxes here <laughs> Two, the weather's great. And I hate the cold weather. And three, my business partner lives five minutes from here. So once I moved here, I started making even more money. So it just made sense. <laughs> well, I think that makes sense too. And uh, so some of my best friends in the world who are originally from Southern California have lived here in the Nashville area for the past six years and are about to move to Florida for the very same reasons that, well, we don't have tax here in Tennessee, state tax here in Tennessee either, but for the other reasons You've mentioned they're about to move. So we're going to miss them, but Florida's getting all the good folks, man. So it uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> over the last couple of years, they're getting a lot of good people moving, moving. A lot of people are moving here. It's insane. <laughs> like the amount of people that are swarming to Florida. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about entrepreneurship because that's really what this show is. The root of all success is about how you became successful and what those, what those tactics, strategies, et cetera, were that you used to get there. But I want to go back. Let's go back to the, to the original Brandon T. Adams entrepreneur journey. When, when did the entrepreneur bug first bite you? Was it as a, as a kid or was it a teenager? I mean, tell, tell me when that happened. As soon as I climbed out of my mother's womb, <laughs> I literally came out and I was ready to sell you something. <laughs> but really, I mean, my, it's funny because I was, my birthday is December 31st, 1989. And so my dad was so happy because he could still write me off being able to claim a person that before that next year hit. And so uh, it literally was at the beginning when I was born because my father was an uh, entrepreneur his whole life. He was in the ice business, funny enough, and he sold packaged ice for a living. Literally as, as, as soon as I could walk, I was helping my father in the ice business, going on routes with him, throwing ice down, and I got to see my dad wheeling and dealing and making money. And I mean, a lot of the stuff, it's not like I really understood it all, but I soaked it up and then years go by and you look back, it's like, oh, I get what that was there. And so it was really ingrained in me as I was a child. And I'm so grateful because I learned so much from my father at an early age. So ice, the ice business is like bagged ice or, or what, what was that? So, so bagged ice, you think of like your drink, if you, uh, drink alcohol, whatever you drink, you got the cube dice right. and it like a tube dice. And so we sold that you would get bagged and we would be at a wholesale distributor. So you can buy a 10 pound, five pound uh, bag guys, 20 pound. And so we would buy it from the manufacturer. We would ship it to our warehouse where we would have a big freezer. And then we had trucks where we distributed it to bars, restaurants, gas stations, like a Walmart, you name it. And so that was uh <laughs> That was my beginning. I was an ice delivery guy for a long time. So the, so the ice business, how did dad get into that? That seems pretty interesting and peculiar. How, did, how does one get into the ice business? 
So this is, it's funny. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if I've ever been asked this on a podcast, by the way, it's uh, my dad. He, he was always an entrepreneur. He had a, a lunch wagon. He called it in the day. He sold food to people. And then he eventually worked for a guy in the ice business. And the guy didn't have many accounts. And my dad was a hustler back when he was early twenties. And he asked his boss, he said, Hey, do you care if I try to get more accounts and everything? And obviously the boss go for it. Sky's the limit. So he started hustling, working nonstop, getting deals. And he was working all the time, especially in the summer because everybody wanted ice. And so eventually it got to the point where he's like, it doesn't make sense for me to work for somebody. Either I, I want to own a business or I'm going to go do something else. And he told his boss, he said, either you sell me the business or I'm done. And he sold him the business. And uh, that was the rest of it. I mean, he, he got into it. He grew the business. And then as I grew up, I helped him grow the business. I eventually bought the business from him, sold it four years ago. Um, but that was a, a big part of my journey. And so pretty cool looking back on it. So, so ice, That's, that is, that is, uh, I don't think I've no. ever had, I don't think I've ever had anybody on the show who made their money in the ice business. It's such an interesting thing to me. Although I see, I see these ice machines sometimes out in the middle of nowhere, like out in the stick somewhere. This is huge. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an ice. I don't know. It's like a trailer, like a little Big small trailer. trailer. Refrigerated unit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you put your bag there and it puts, spits ice out. And I guess, I guess there's a lot of money in that evidently. So you think about in the summer it's for our business. And it was like 85% of the sales came between Memorial day and labor day. And so either you made it in the summer, you didn't for where we were from in the Midwest and you can make a lot of money. I mean, we had a good sized business where I was from, like considered to be, let's say rich in a small town. Um, but it wasn't like I was going to conquer the world in the ice business and and make the millions that I wanted to make in the industry. So eventually I transitioned out. So from the ice business, you sold, you sold that four years ago. Was that, was that the primary, uh, primary business that you had up until four years ago or were there other ventures as well? No. So I started making more money in other endeavors probably six years ago, maybe you know, six years ago. I got into the online world back in 2013, looking back almost a decade ago. And so this is back when I remember doing my first Facebook ad. I spent a thousand dollars on Facebook marketing. I could reach a million people. Think about that. (laughs) You can't do that anymore. (laughs) And so that's when I was doing some marketing campaigns, shooting some videos. And so I started by getting into crowdfunding. So I, I had a crowdfunding consulting business. So you've heard of like Kickstarter, Indiegogo before. So I was funny enough in the ice business. I wanted to find a way to be able to make more money. And so I invented this product called Arctic stick and it was a reusable product made out of polypropylene could fit in bottled beverage. I could cool it longer. So I spent over a hundred grand developing that invention Had a trademark, had patents, everything. And so I was bringing that to the market in the ice business. In the last leg of funding, beyond me funding with my own money, I turned to kickstarter.com and I did a crowdfunding campaign. And this is going back 2014. I raised like $26,000 in a month. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was completely lost. But I, I learned that there was a need in the market and I saw where the market was going. I knew crowdfunding was going to become a big thing, raising money from an audience. And so I realized, okay, I could become that expert and start 
having people pay me money, like fees up front and getting percentages of the raise doing crowdfunding. And so that's what I did. And that's when I started transitioning really out of the ice business and more into helping people raise money, video production. And that was a huge pivot for me that literally like completely changed my life. So, so, so ice to the Arctic, it, it, Arctic stick, is that what you called it? Arctic stick. Yeah. Okay. So ice to the Arctic stick and I'm making some notes here that that seems like a pretty natural like progression. It's still frozen yeah. stuff. I mean, you're still yeah. dealing with that, but, but the Kickstarter slash Indiegogo slash crowdfunding concept how did you even become aware of that as an option? Like who, who, who came to you and said, Hey, Brandon, if you crowdfunded, like crowdfunding is so it's relatively new. How did you come become aware of that as a concept? So I had hired right out of college, a consultant mentor. Uh, his name was Cactus Jack Berenger, a famous inventor, entrepreneur. He, he actually made a deal with Kevin Harrington on Shark Tank. And that's distantly how I got connected to uh, Kevin. And so Cactus Jack said, Hey, Brandon, have you ever thought about crowdfunding? And I knew nothing about it. And I did research. I Googled it, everything. And then I started studying it. And then I just happened to jump into it. That's, that's literally how it came about. And then somehow I became an expert in it. Um, but that's, that's how I turned to it. It was, Hey, I wanted to raise money. And back then, by the way, I remember seeing, I don't know if you remember this, the potato salad, this guy raised like 80 grand, basically said, Hey, if you donate money to me, I will send you a video making potato salad and you can get it. And no joke, this went viral and he raised a lot of money. And that's when I literally started doing what I did in crowdfunding. This is way back when. So, all right. So I don't know much. I, I think I understand the high level of crowdfunding, but, but, yeah. but walk me through it. This the whole purpose of the podcast is not about crowdfunding, but I want to, I want, I'm interested. And I think there's probably listeners that are going, you know, I've heard of Kickstarter and I kind of, so walk me through, give me, give us a three minute flyover of what it looks like to go to a Kickstarter or Indiegogo and crowdfund for something. And how does the money work? So simple as this, you, you create, um, let's say if you go on kickstarter.com, you create your own profile, you set up a page, it's like creating your own site through a platform and you create a video quick, easy example is, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I'm doing. Here's why I need money. Can you basically back my, my project? Here's the different reward levels. I'm going to use your money. I'm going to fund my endeavor. And then I'm going to give you unique perks, whether first access to the product experiences, whatever t-shirt, you name it. And so you have your video, you have your different reward levels that people can give at. And then you have basically your copy of what it is. It's like a landing page, right? And so you launch this, it goes live and you have your funding goal and people donate and your goal is to hit the funding goal. You use that money that goes into your bank account to fund your idea and then take it to market. And that's simple as that. That's what crowdfunding is. So if you take, and, and, and everything you explained there, I, I kind of understood naturally. So yeah. let me, let me ask a clarifying question. So if I go in there and say, Hey, I want you, I'm, I'm making a, a new glass. I'm holding a glass of water. You're not, yeah, I've got yeah. this new cool glass. I want to, I want to sell glasses. And I say, I need a hundred thousand dollars. That's my goal. Back it. So if you donate at this level, I'll send you two of my first glasses. If you donate this level, you see a case, et cetera. So, and let's say I raised that hundred, how much of that hundred is quote profit versus what I have to spend to deliver the goods to the people who backed me. 
So it's no different than creating a business plan. So like if I'm asking for a hundred, I'm going to want to figure in hard costs, marketing, all of it. And the audience is going to want to know, where do you put the money? Because they don't want to just give you money if you're going to go on vacation and not use it for what it's supposed to be. So you need to figure that in, but also you got to figure in too, just so you know, if you're doing like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo or any kind of platform right off the top, 5%, it could change by now, but 5% is going to the company. So like kickstarter.com will take 5% of the total raise. Another three and a half percent is going to go to credit card processing fees. And then if you hire an expert like me, they're going to probably charge you 10% off the total, the total raise. So right there, you're getting close to 20% that's going out the door. That's not going to go in your pocket. So you got to think about those fees. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, I look at it as beyond raising money. It's like a marketing launch. I'll give you an example. How I started my career back in 2015, I had a guy on my podcast show named John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas came on my show at the end of the show, just like any podcaster would do if they're smart, is I would find a way to connect with the person to do business with them. I said to JLD, I said, hey, John, I am crowdfunding expert. How can I help you? He said, by the way, I'm looking to do this thing called the Freedom Journal, a book I want to launch on Kickstarter. And so I said, I'm a crowdfunding expert. I can help you. Long story short, we ended up working together five months later. We launched a Kickstarter campaign. And just so you know, John was already a millionaire. So he was a successful businessman. He wanted to use a different platform to market and launch his book. We did $453,000 in revenue in 33 days. It became the fifth largest crowdfunding campaign in history for a book. And so that just gives you an example. You can use crowdfunding, even though you, you may not necessarily need the money, but you can use it as a platform to launch your product or service. And that's what we did there. And that's where I kind of specialize in helping influential people do crowdfunding campaigns. So when you did the crowdfunding, were you the first time you did it personally, was it for the Arctic stick? Is that what you did it for? The first was just like an entrepreneur. I, I launched it for Arctic stick. It was for my own idea. I saw how hard it was and I realized I have a lot to learn and I can learn how to do this on a higher level and then help other people do it. That's, that was my first ever campaign. And do you still help people? Do you have a business built around crowdfunding advice and consultation? So I got smart and I, I learned that I didn't want to be in that crowdfunding, like let's per se Kickstarter Indiegogo space. I wanted to help raise money for my own endeavors or raise money for endeavors where I owned a piece of the pie like equity in the company. So now crowdfunding, just so you know, like crowdfunding is happening. Like look at the election. You look at a presidential election. What are they doing? They're crowdfunding. They're raising money from you and I donate towards this campaign. There's crowdfunding happening in so many aspects. I just use my crowdfunding skills in other ways for traditional fundraising. Like we'll do dinners, we'll raise money for companies, credit investors come in and put money in. So basically what I did is I took what I learned and now apply it to companies that I have stock ownership in or they're my own companies versus trying to raise money for other people's ideas and, and more on the beginning, beginning side of things. So is this the thing that you're doing uh, the most of now? I mean, I know you've got your hands in a few things, but is this, is this your primary business that you're involved in on a day-to-day basis is raising money, doing live events, that type of thing? So I wouldn't say primary for raising money, even though there's not a day go by that I'm probably raising money. Um, for different companies. 
Um, there's probably six different companies I'm a part of right now that's raising money. Um, but I'll tell you this, what I learned in crowdfunding is the power of telling a very compelling story. And the most way, to, the powerful way to tell a story, which I learned is through the video, through telling a powerful story through the video asset we created on the landing page and our digital marketing campaigns. And then once I realized that, I realized I want to put more effort in video production. And so I started creating more video assets for clients, commercials, you name it. And then I started doing my own TV shows. And so that's what I got more into. And then I used the power of film and video to be able to generate more sales for my own stuff, whether tickets to an event, coaching program, mastermind, and also raising money for companies. So really I'm a combination of, yeah, I help people raise money, but more of like communicating a story through video, bringing people together, connections, and also me putting out my own content to build my own brand. So we're talking with Brandon T. Adams about how he got his start as an entrepreneur and it developed into where he is today. We haven't even got to how he got the image yet. We're getting there. We're going to get there. But so here's what I'm kind of following in your story. So dad is, is selling, he's got the roach coach, forgive the term, like he's out hawking food every day. Right. And then he, then he buys an ice business, becomes a very successful ice entrepreneur. You buy the business from him, take it over. You end up selling it. And then you create this Arctic stick and you stumble upon this crowdfunding thing because of Cactus Jack or whatever his name was, you know, he comes in and says, do the crowdfunding. And then through that process, you are introduced to the idea of video production, high quality. If you're going to tell this story, you got to do it the right way. I'm assuming Brandon, that that is what led you to winning the Emmys, but that assumption may not be hundred percent correct. So tell me now how you transition out of the crowdfunding to a full-time video production, making TVs. Cause I want to talk about the TV show success in your city, but how did that jump go from that to where you are today? Great question. So 2016, I, my mind works in years. So I look at back uh, 2016, I crowdfunded my first ever major in-person event. And uh, I did an Indiegogo campaign. People pre-ordered tickets. We created an event. I brought in speakers and I made a lot of great connections through doing that process. One of the speakers that came in, his name was Greg Roulette. He's based out of Orlando, Florida. He had worked with a partner in DNA agency. So as of like today, the day we're sitting in today, a Nick Nanton just actually, it's airing on ESPN tonight. I think Dick Vitale, he did the whole documentary on his life. So his agency did documentaries for the biggest of names. Greg was a part of that. Greg came to my event and Greg said to me, said, Brandon, I have this pilot run of a TV show called Ambitious Adventures. He shot like a three minute pilot. He said, if you help me raise money for my TV show, I will make you my co-host and we'll do it together. And so that was my golden opportunity to use my specialized knowledge to get into what I really want to do more of, be in front of the camera. I said, yes. I helped him fund season one of the show. And so that was like what got me into video production. And while I was doing that, I had created my own production company called Accelerant Media Group that was doing commercials, high level crowdfunding campaigns, everything else. And so that was really the beginning of my TV career and where I first got my, I got my first Emmy nomination. I didn't win an Emmy, but I got nominated and we started to see our first success in the TV space. 
Hey, we're going to take a quick break from today's episode to bring you our sponsor, Dub. That's D-U-B-B. I've been a fan of Dub and those guys over there since they started this app. And they now have 65,000 companies, not just users, companies using this app worldwide. What is Dub? Dub is a video creation, distribution, and tracking tool for your email. It is an amazing way to send emails that actually get open, read, and acted upon. So typing, you know, that's old. We're going to start recording videos. This is a video world. Dub is the place for you to record all those videos and share them through your email to get more conversions, more action, more people clicking and watching things. They have a Chrome extension, a desktop app, a mobile app. It integrates directly with LinkedIn. Imagine trying to get access to somebody on LinkedIn. You send a message and they don't respond. But if you send a video right in the program, they don't have to leave LinkedIn to see it. Dub integrates directly. You can create, share, track videos with Dub. And you can even put it into your favorite project management tool, Asana. Remember, shooting a video is a lot easier than typing. Imagine being able to do that right through your project management tool. Dub even transcribes your videos. And I know we were working on a project recently. We need a transcription done. And I thought, oh yeah, that's right. Dub does it. So you just drop the video in Dub, transcribes it for you. It also integrates directly with YouTube. So you can share an action item in a YouTube video. So like a link where people can click in a YouTube video. So you take your YouTube video, drop it into Dub, and then Dub does the rest. And you don't lose your views on YouTube. That's the best part about that. YouTube still collects all those views, even if it went through Dub. Listen, you need to go use Dub. You can get two weeks for free and 50% off your first two months by using this link, therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. That's therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. Make sure you go and check that out. And by the way, they also have a dub-powered video landing page. So you can optimize your social profile on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. Check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. You won't be disappointed, I promise. Now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Was the first nomination for the production side? It, it was for, to be very specific, it was for the Hollywood episode of Ambitious Adventures. The people featured in the episode were uh, Jack Canfield and Lewis Howes and, so, and Nick Nanton. So that was uh, the category we were in. Sadly, we did not win, which was bullshit. Um, we should have won. It was a very good show. Um, the show, so we had to deal with Entrepreneur Network. So Entrepreneur Network aired it. We were on Facebook Watch when literally Facebook Watch first became a thing. And then we, we went on to Amazon Prime. So the show for my first real TV show was pretty successful. I learned a lot, but we only did one season. And um, it, was, it was so much fun. Like I look back and I'm still very proud of what we did there. And uh, people could still watch it. So, so you did. So you got the Emmy nomination for that. Didn't win, but you know I, it worked out, right? Because you got four behind you. But so what? What did you do next? How did you get to that first actual Emmy that you won? So okay, so this was 2016. We filmed 17 release. We we got our Emmy nomination 2017. We were sitting at the awards. And we didn't win. I was so pissed because I'd put my heart and soul into this show. Literally, think about you put everything into something, then you're striving for something, then you don't get it. And so I remember telling myself that night that I'm coming back here in a year and I'm winning. And so I became so obsessed, like everything I had into the power of video and film and storytelling. And that next year, my wife and I traveled the entire country and we were we were filming Success in Your City. And so Success in Your City 
is a show that's on a mission to find the true meaning of success from individuals around the country. So from athletes to business people, to people that were homeless, to um, musicians, we were in Nashville, you name it. And so that show was my wife and I on camera together and we were featuring other stories. So that show went on to win Emmys. Uh, we won uh, Emmy exactly a year later for me losing, uh, not winning an Emmy the year before. So I did achieve that goal. Uh, almost lost everything in the process, almost won bankrupt. Um, but I did get win. <laughs> um, and so I'm very proud of that. And then we went on the, a few years later, win another Emmy. So. So success in your city, as you described is kind of a, a tour in a tour interview of just the average everyday dude and dudette on the street about what it means to be successful. What was the, what was the biggest takeaway from your actual interviews with people? What do you remember the most about all that? Yeah. So, and it was even beyond the interview. So the cool part is we would live in the city. So our first city we went to was Scottsdale, Arizona. And the, the story featured was Shea Hillenbrand. So he was a two-time all-star played for the Red Sox, very successful in his own way. And so we got to spend like a month. We didn't live with him, but like we would see him on a regular basis. We were helping prep for what we were doing. Um, we usually did events in that city. And so we really got to learn from the people and get to be like family. The takeaway was this. The misconception is people see whatever social media or whatever society says, they see success as what's a typical, you, you make a your success is if you accumulate wealth, you, you get material things, you achieve that, whatever notoriety or get married. Like what is success? Well, that's bullshit. I mean, success is what you make it. The problem is most people live their life, living a version of success that somebody else wants for them. What I learned, what my wife learned and, and really takeaway is success is unique to every person. And so you have to ask yourself, what does success mean to you? But also success changes as we grow. I'm 32 years old. When I was 25, success is different. When I was 22, success to me was being the best damn ice man in the world. Now I'm not even in the ice business. And so it's always changing. And I always challenge people to ask themselves, what does success mean to me in business, personal, health, relationships, and whatever that means to you, go after that. And so that's what I learned. It, success is different for everybody else. And once you figure out what your own version of success is, it's a lot easier to get it and become a happier person. So with that, now that you've said that, I always ask my guests that question. What in Brandon T. Adams' mind does success mean? Success to me is being the best version of myself as a husband, as a family person, and as a businessman. And also in terms of really like my purpose in life, my purpose in life is being able to communicate stories effectively uh, through the power of speaking, podcasting, events, and more specifically through film, because I believe video film is the most powerful way to tell a story. You can hear it. You can see it. There's emotional connection behind it. And if you can tell a powerful story, people will be inspired to do something with them life, their lives and take action. And from a business standpoint, it can help you grow your revenue. So that's my success. Master my craft, being the best at it. And uh, I'm still working on the... <laughs> I feel like I'm a great husband, but in terms of the, the family life, I'm still working on it, man. Like I, I will admit I should, pro I should, I know I need to give more energy to my family. Um, but I'm, I've been really focused on, on what I'm doing in my professional life. So I'm still working on that, but at least I'm acknowledging it. 
So with that as a backdrop of the definition of being the best version of yourself and, and living out your purpose, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? I do. I do. I, I personally know I have a lot more to give. Um, and I, I really think the more I meet very successful people, they're hard on themselves because they're always striving for more. But I've learned too. like I caught myself when I what I did win Emmys and on stage and for a few thousand people and and giving a speech. As soon as I got done, I caught myself thinking about my next thing. And that I think that's a problem with people of like that are very ambitious is they constantly are looking at the next thing. The problem is the finish line is one percent of your entire life. The journey is ninety nine percent. So you got you to learn to really enjoy the journey. And so. Um, yes, I consider myself a success, but yes, I know I can always get better. Well, I, I appreciate that perspective because if I think all of us as entrepreneurs, the listeners and you and me, all of us know that success for entrepreneurs grows that, that what we want, the goal that we're setting to, that we want to accomplish, whatever that goal is, if it's monetarily, if it's, it's, if it's about fitness or, or if it's about awards, whatever it happens to be, once we hit it, that goal then shifts to something greater and it grows. And I think you've illustrated that perfectly. You know, when you won the first Emmy, I can't imagine the elation that you felt. I can't even imagine how amazingly overjoyed you were, especially since the fact that you didn't win the first time you didn't win the one that you thought you should have won, but then guess what? You didn't fit. You didn't stop. You, you didn't just say, I won an Emmy. I'm good. You went and won three more and you continue to build that. So what's the big big project that you, Brandon T. Adams, are working on right now? Yeah, so for me, I am I always have great projects I'm working on with great people. That's the thing I always want to be around, just powerful energy people. Um, the biggest thing I'm working on right now is Rise and Record. And it, it's Rise and Record is, is an event that we do annually. Um, it's also really a brand. I mean, we have uh, where it comes from, just so you know, the whole purpose of Rise and Record, the wording, Rise up, share your story, and specifically do it through recording video content. I started recording content in 2013. In 2014, I bought my first camera that, by the way, I don't know how to run a camera very well. <laughs> I bought a Canon 70D, and my wife was recording me, and this is before we were even uh, engaged. And I was just shooting videos out of hotel rooms and, and literally outside and, and creating content myself. And then I went on to production and all that stuff. But the whole point is like, I was rising up and sharing my story even before I was like achieving my goals that I set out for. And I, I inspired people along the way. So the whole purpose of Rise and Record is rising up and sharing your story and doing it through video because I think that's the best way to get it out to the masses. We all have a story. And the more we share our story, the more others can get through what they're going, what they, you might have gone through something that they are going through right now. It helps them. But from a business standpoint, it obviously helps you grow your business. And so that's something my wife and I do together. And it's cool because when we get to go on stage together and look back on together, almost facing bankruptcy, together, almost losing everything, and then together winning Emmys together, like the ups and downs, it's just, it's just for me, a life accomplishment uh, to work on that. And it also gets to help people. So that's a big passion of mine. So the Rise and Record, uh, you've got an event coming up in Nashville on October yeah. the 19th. So this show will, this episode will be released, of course, way before that. So if people want to get involved in that, how would they do that? 
yeah, you can just go to riseandrecord.com. Um, check it out. I mean, we got, I told you, John Lee Dumas before the story. John's speaking. He's flying in from Puerto Rico. Kevin Arrington from Shark Tank. And if you're a country musician star like I, or a fan of country music, uh, we got Brian Kelly, formerly of uh, Florida Georgia Line, coming in to perform. So I got a cool group of people that are going to have some fun with us. Where are you going to do the event? The Westin, which I don't know if you've ever been to the Westin. I know where it is. Yes. But I live here, so I don't have to stay in hotels. <laughs> <laughs> but at the, at the West End, I mean, I, I love Nashville. And I didn't tell you, we were talking before about Nashville. I mean, I, I got married in Nashville with my wife. Um, but the, the, the other part I love about Nashville, two things. One is a story. It's a city of stories of people that go there with a dream. They want to become a musician. So I love that side of it. But also... It is the first city I went to with my wife when we were start, first started dating. I really, it's, I feel like it's where we had our first real moment together on Broadway. And so it's a very personal kind of city for me. That's why I love it. And that's why I eventually will buy a house there. Yeah, man. Well, we, we welcome you along with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going there, right? Yeah. Well, so, so rise and record, go to rise If you're interested in that. So tell me a little bit about the event. So you got Kevin Harrington, whom your business partners with, right? Like, I want to talk about that in a minute, but you've got Kevin Harrington. You've got the other guys that are John Lee Dumas is going to come in and speak. Um, So what is the event about? Is it just inspirational speakers talking about how you got to get out there and tell your story? Is that what it is? Or is it more workshop based where people are going to learn uh, tasks and tactics? Or is it a combination or tell tell me a little bit about it? So if somebody goes to the event, it's one, we want you to walk away with the ability to be able to communicate your story effectively, your own story. So we're going to sh- help you communicate your story, but also you're going to hear from stories of entrepreneurs who have achieved their own version of success. So they're going to share their stories, tips around business, whether how to build a multi-million dollar podcast to build a hundred million dollar company. Like we're going to have them share their stories. And then the best part, which I think you'll agree with me on events is networking. I mean, we are, we're running out the top of the L27. I think it is the whole top part for a welcome party. We're doing stuff throughout Nashville. We got entertainment, music. Like we're bringing people together, high-level people that want to connect and grow. And so that's that's what it's about. And also, we're going to show you how to use video in a powerful way for your business on social media, if you want to do video production and in every way possible. So that's what it is. Sounds great. Sounds great. We. I, we need to talk more about that off, off, off after yeah. we turn off the camera. I'm, I'm really interested in that. And I think that everybody should take a look at that riserrecord.com. Um, so how did you, how did you become partners with Kevin Harrington? For those that don't know, Kevin was one of the very yeah. first, he was on the very first season of shark tank. I uh, was one of the original sharks. And uh, so how did, how did you, how did you meet up with him and become business partners? So it goes full circle here. So yeah, he was season one and two. I think he did 175 episodes. Um, Kevin, Cactus Jack, remember Cactus Jack in the story? Cactus Jack did a deal with Kevin Harrington on season one. And so when I first came across Kevin Harrington is how I met Jack, by the way, I was, this is funny. I failed. I was failing speech class in college, failing speech class. And I had to go and get extra credit to pass the class. So we had to go, go to a, a guest speaker presentation. I chose to go to Cactus Jack I listened, the guy, I talked to him afterwards and Jack introduced me to the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Completely changed my life. Didn't think I'd go on and become a producer of the movie one day, but that, that happened. 
And I saw when he was presenting, he said, I made a deal with Kevin Harrington. I saw he was partners with Kevin Harrington. A year later, I hired Jack as a consultant because I knew the power of mentorship. But I also knew he was one connection away from Kevin Harrington. Um, three years later, I, I put on this big event in Iowa. And I wanted Kevin to speak. After five months of negotiating with this team, I finally uh, hired Kevin, paid him a fee to speak in Iowa and get him to come to Iowa of all places. And then that was the beginning of a relationship that uh, led to many things. I mean, we have ownership in uh, over a dozen companies together. We, we've done TV shows together. He, he won an Emmy from me. He says, Shark Tank never gave me Emmys, but Brandon T. Adams did. Um, and so we've been through everything together. And that's how we started. Started for me hiring him. And really to sum it up is if you want to get into business with anyone, be really blunt about it, make them money, <laughs> um, pay them or help them achieve their goals. I think the, the problem is most people want to get in the quick way, like, hey, I want something from you. But if you come in from a place of here's something I can do for you and actually do it, it's the quickest way to really build rapport with somebody. And that's what I did. That's always been my model. So you've been, you've, you've experienced a lot of success. We talked about your definition of success. You've, you were successful in the ice business, successful in crowdfunding, successful in TV and, and movie production, working on that, those things, successful in, in making great relationships with, with other high level people like Cactus Jack and like Kevin Harrington. We didn't even talk about Jeff Hoffman of, of Priceline.com, yeah. the bill, you know, billionaire. So like you've, you've been successful in lots of areas. What would you say are the one or two secrets to your success? What are the things that led to you being able to experience these levels of success? Confidence and persistence. Uh, early on, even before I had achieved anything, I always believed in myself. And, and there's a lot to say about that because fun, you, if you don't believe in yourself, others won't believe in you. And when you have this conviction, even like I get pitched to every day and I'm taking pitches, people want money. And so I look at people and I can see, like, look at them and their conviction on their face. Like, I know those people are going to be successful. And so I had that early on. I believed in what I could do. And because of that, people attracted to me. So conviction and then also never giving up. I mean, like I said at the beginning, like I almost went bankrupt. I had no's. I didn't, I didn't know how to make money in certain areas. Like I had so many obstacles that we don't have time for me to share. But I just kept going and I stuck with it. And more importantly, I surrounded myself with very powerful people who had already achieved it in their own way, and they helped get me there. So I was the dumbest guy in the room. I was in a room with Titans on this young 20-something-year-old kid that didn't know shit. But I knew that I, if I surround myself with the right people and added value to them, they would help lift me up. And that's, that's what I did early on, and I, I really think that was a key component to my success. So I, I made a note here. So confidence, persistence, and then the right people. And what's yep. interesting about that is that I don't do this on every show, but I've got this theory that there are these five keys of success after interviewing dozens and well, hundreds really of entrepreneurs who've been yeah. very successful. One of the keys is knowing the right people and being at the right place at the right time. Those are actually two different keys. And, and you just in your secret to success have corroborated the fact that 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 in fact is like if we if we surround ourselves with the right people, Cactus Jack was the right person for you. Your dad, your dad was the right person. I mean, had he not t taken that leap to buy the ice business, Brandon T. Adams might not exist as he does today. Right. No. So all these little pieces. So as people are listening to the show, I want you to finish out our conversation together with some advice. 
what would you advise an entrepreneur to do to be more successful? Now, you've already told us your secrets for confidence, persistence, and people. And you may, in fact, want to just reiterate what you just said. But if you could give a strategic piece of advice to someone early in their journey as an entrepreneur, what would it be? Do what I did. I figure out what you want to become the best at. Figure out, hey, this is who I want to be. And so along the way, there's different things you become, right? For me, I wanted to be the best in crowdfunding and then the best in film and then the best business person. So I got myself around the people that were the best in that industry. I mean, my mentors do some of the greatest documentaries out there and I got to learn from them because I went into business with them. You look at Kevin Harrington, he's taken 22 companies to over hundred million. One of those I was a part of and we have other ones we're on the process of building. I found them. These are the people I want to be in business with. These are the people I want to be like. I helped them make money. I had, I literally have wrote, written down. Every year, I write down 10 names. I write the names down. I think about how can I help these people achieve massive success? How can I help them make money? In return, they're going to help me. And so for somebody starting out, who do you want to be like? Who's already achieved it? Find a way to help that person. Ultimately, how can you get into business with them? because they're gonna help take you to the front of the line much quicker, much easier. They're gonna take you under their wing and they're gonna help you get there further. That's what I did. The Jeff Hoffmans of the world, the Kevin Harringtons, the Greg Rolettes, the film guys. I just helped the right people and I was in for the long haul. I came from a place of giving and not wanting. That's what I would do again. I think it's great, great advice. Well, Brandon, how do people connect with you online? How would they connect with you best? I am at Brandon T. Adams everywhere on social. Send me a DM or I'm at BrandonTAdams.com. It's pretty easy to find me. I made it that way. <laughs> well, Brandon, uh, Brandon T. Adams, go take a look at him online at Brandon T. Adams on all the socials. And if you are interested in that Rise and Record event in Nashville on October the 19th, go to riseandrecord.com. I, I, I will probably be there. You, you, need to, you need to come. So we need to talk about how to get me in that, how to get me there. So I need to figure that out. I'll go to Rise and Record myself and take a look at it. But Brandon, last word is up to you. Anything else you want to leave before we say goodbye today? Yeah, I would say this. This is a quote I live off of from Napoleon Hill. Whatever the mind conceives and believes, the mind achieves. And also, whatever you think about the most is what you become. You first conceive it, you believe it, then you achieve it. But also, be careful what you think about because that does become your reality. Great way to end the show. Brandon, such a great, great conversation. I look forward, to, you, staying in, look forward to staying in touch with you. Surely, to goodness, we can do more together. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another very successful entrepreneur, Brandon T. Adams, talking about his journey to success, how he went from ice sales to winning Emmys. And, and like, when, when does that happen? That's the beauty of the root of all success in this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening and subscribing. If you haven't left a review, please do that. And I want to leave this with you before we sign off. Make sure you go to riseandrecord.com if you're interested in that Nashville event on October the 19th that Brandon is hosting. There's going to be some top-level people there. I'll probably be there. You need to take a look at that. Now, if you are an entrepreneur, you're listening to the right show. That's what this is all about. I, I record this show specifically for you. Now, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to the show, one of the things you're probably experiencing every single day 
is you're experiencing this idea, this mentality of being trapped in your business, that, that things are not going the way that you wanted to. The freedom that you wanted to experience is not necessarily materializing. That's the same story that happened for me. I built a very successful multi-million dollar business, but I was still trapped. I was trapped in having to run the daily operations of that business. And it took me a while, but I figured out how to do something I now call exit without exiting, how I was able to exit the daily operations without selling the business. And now I get to live what I call the exit lifestyle, which is I get to go and spend time with my wife. I get to go on motorcycle trips across the country. We spend lots of time in my RV and I still get to coach people and work with people on a day-to-day basis. The things I love to do, I still get to record this podcast. I still get to do my webinar series called the Entrepreneur Master Series. Don't you want to live that life too? Not necessarily riding motorcycles and being in an RV, but don't you want to have control of the choices you make on how you spend your time day-to-day as an entrepreneur? That's exactly what I do. And if you're interested in figuring out how close you are to being able to do that yourself, I want you to go to this website address, therealjasonduncan.com slash am I ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to step away from daily operations? How close are you? Is it a two-year thing, five-year thing, or can you get this done this year before the calendar flips to the new year? You can know, and I can help you with that. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash am I ready? Make sure you tune in again next week when I talk with yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. And until then, remember, I am the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is king. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Take charge of your business. Grow it from great to incredible. Join us again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.